Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Today, I have a very special guest all the way from Canada. Nikki Ballou is the number one best-selling author of the book's Finish Line, Thinking TM, How to Think and Win Like a Champion, The Thought Leader's Journey, A Fable of Life and the Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. He is an in-demand and highly inspirational speaker to corporate audiences such as RBC, Lululemon, Royal LePage, and Tor Star Media. He is also an advisor and confidant to some of the most successful and dynamic entrepreneurs in Canada and the co-founder of E-Circle Academy, where he runs a year-long mastermind and educational program working with coaches, consultants, corporate trainers, clinic owners, realtors, mortgage brokers, and other service-based entrepreneurs, positioning them as authorities in their niche. Nikki, welcome to the show. Lance, thanks for having me, man. It's an honor to be here. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> well, you're quite the podcaster yourself. Um from what I read as well. So I feel like this is going to be a great interview. Before we get into exactly what you do now, tell us how you got here. You know, are you are you from a family of entrepreneurs, the first? Yeah, actually, that's a great question. Um, uh, I am from a family of entrepreneurs. My father uh, was an <laughs> entrepreneur, my late father. And I'll tell you uh, my backstory real quick. I'm originally an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. And when I was a young boy, the Islamic Revolution was happening in Iran. And my late father, God rest his soul, he could see the writing on the wall. This wasn't going to be a great place for him to raise his Christian family. And um, he hustled us out of Iran. And we ended up originally uh, uh, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I thank God every day that my dad had the foresight to do that. You know, because we left tyranny and we came to freedom. I don't know if you've been following the news in Iran, but just uh, over a month and a half ago, a young woman, 22 years old, named Masa Amini, went outside. Um, and she was wearing uh, a hijab and her hair was partially uncovered. She was arrested by the morality police and beaten to death for the crime, quote unquote, of being outside with her hair uncovered. And since that's happened, young women and girls, teenage girls all over Iran have been protesting against this regime. Over 400 of them have been killed by this regime, protesting simply for the right to be able to go outside, uncovered with their hair and have human rights. And I know right now in the West, there's a lot of people that say, oh, my God, this is such a terrible place. It's so racist. It's so sexist. It's so oppressive. And, you know, no one's going to pretend this place doesn't have flaws, but it's still, I believe, the most tolerant place on Earth. So I push back against that sort of thing. And I believe in freedom. That's the foundational thing that I believe gives us all the, the ability the, to go out there and create the life that we were meant to live, that soul's purpose. You know, my late father, he was an entrepreneur, and that's the kind of man that he was. He was the kind of man who uplifted everybody around him. If he knew you and you needed a job, he'd get you a job. If you were trying to start a business, he'd help you start a business. Even if you were to compete with him, he didn't care about that. He just wanted to help people. And if you worked for him and you were looking to buy a car, a house, an apartment, and you didn't have enough money, he'd make up the difference. Now, you might think to yourself, who does that? Well, the late, great Napoleon Ballou, why? Number one, he was a Christian, and he believed he'd been blessed by God. And as a result, it was his obligation to share those blessings with others. 
But number two, he did it because he could. He was successful. He had the withal to be of service. And he always came to me and he said to me, son, it's about people. It's not about money. If you focus on helping people, if you focus on giving your heart to your fellow man and your fellow woman, you are going to have a great and successful life. Well, if you just make it about the money, you might make money, but eventually karma is going to come and bite you in the butt. So I want to become an entrepreneur just like that. And so eventually I did. And one of the first things that I really noticed was there was a lot of people who hadn't, you know, had the good fortune of having someone like my dad show them how to go out there and take a bold stand for people in business and how to sell from service. And so they were worried about going out there and selling because they didn't want to come across as pushy. They didn't want to come across as uh, uh, salesy. They didn't want to come across like they're reeking of commission breath. So they wouldn't go after sales they should have gone after. And good people who needed their help wouldn't get their help. They wouldn't make the money they should have made. And I saw this and I thought to myself, wow, what if we could help these people really rethink selling and reframe it to serving? Nobody wants to be sold. You don't want to be sold, Lance. I don't want to be sold. But we love being served by a caring human being who has our best interest at heart. And that's what business is. It's all about people. It's not about numbers. And remember the person that's standing in front of you, that's someone's father, that's someone's mother, that's someone's brother, that's someone's sister, someone's son, someone's daughter. They're a hero to somebody. You know, they've been disappointed by life, maybe even disappointed by a business person like you who promised them everything and delivered them nothing. And so your job's got to be to think about them and helping them first and solving problems for them and not about you and your desire or need to grow your business yourself. So you talk about freedom, and I, I notice you live in Canada. Um, I'm interested on in your take. Do you think? Do you actually think Canada is a free country, considering the recent handgun ban, and not to mention all the horrendous COVID restrictions that were put in place by Trudeau? Well, Trudeau is definitely a, a, a fascist, and he's been attempting to take our freedoms away. Uh, the handgun ban definitely is a blow against freedom, but Canada is a country that has been. Um, created in a tradition of freedom and there's plenty of people in canada myself included who are fighting back very hard to make sure that our freedoms uh are are not taken away from us and we are pushing hard to have his government defeated in the next election for the very first time in my life i got involved in politics beyond voting i joined the conservative party of canada i voted for pierre poilievre he became the conservative leader i don't know how much you follow canadian politics but he is a very freedom-minded man. He's pushing back hard against Pierre. And we're all uh, very confident that we're going to defeat him in the next election. It might be a couple of years from now. But freedom's on the books in Canada. We have a, a charter of rights and freedoms. And there's a lot of us that are pushing back on, on that issue. Not that I thought we were going to discuss that on a business podcast, but definitely um, the Canadian people believe in freedom. And that's why I'm grateful to live here. Yeah, I, I do follow uh, Canada enough to understand um, who the who the big players are up there. I mean, we were just watching from the states, and it was appalling what's happening. I'm I'm a big Second Amendment uh, advocate in, in the United States. Me too. And and so to see you guys lose your handguns um, for just for self protection, and what's really strange is you know growing up in North Dakota, which is bordering uh, Canada, just just knowing how rugged people are up there. And then seeing what what they gave up with COVID was, was absolutely mind-blowing. So thank you for answering that question, Nikki. I'm just always curious when I get guests on from other countries, what their real take is. I mean, Thanks for standing for the Second Amendment, man. Second <laughs> yeah. Amendment is the guarantor of freedom in the United States. 
And as long as you have the Second Amendment, you will never completely lose your freedoms because there's 140 million gun owners in America and they can't take them all away from you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I'm, it's, it's hard for us in the States or even people listening from other countries. And we have a lot of international listeners to really understand and sift through like the social media, um, you know, what the, all the fake news and, and then the corporate media is all fake news. So it's like we, to hear oh. it from hear from you is uh, is where I was going with that. So I appreciate that. Well, let's move on to business. Actually, <laughs> I've, I've actually been on um, um, an alternative Canadian um, media uh, um Rebel News? called Rebel News. Yeah. Um, so David Menzies has had me on twice to talk about what's going on in Iran. And I've also been in America on uh, Wayne Allen Root's television show uh, three times, again, talking about what's going on in Iran and also talking about what's going on in Canada with the, you know, the Freedom Convoy and taking a stand for those folks. So I'm very involved in that on my end as well. Yeah, well, Godspeed on, on everything. I, I really I'm, I'm here to pray for you as well as a fellow Christian. So that that's fantastic. God, um, God bless let, you, brother. Yeah, let's move on to business then. Um, so. You you are a guru in so many ways, and I uh, would love to pick your brain about charlatan marketers. How can we avoid them? That's such a great question. So charlatan marketer, let me just define it so we understand what we're looking to avoid first and foremost. Charlatan marketer is someone who is really good at selling the sizzle, but they have no stake to offer, right? And Number one way for you to avoid a charlatan marketer is, first of all, find out if anyone you know has done business with them. And if they have done business with them, then, you know, ask them what their experience was, right? And if the experience wasn't great, or if they're talking about something and pushing something, but there's not really a track record of success in solving problems for people. Because here's what I say business is all about. Business is about what I call the seven-figure 3P solution, which is business is about solving acute problems for wonderful people for amazing profit. Problems, people, profit. That's what business is about. So if someone's really um, the real deal, they're going to be talking about solving problems more than anything else. They're going to be talking about people and the people who have those problems more than anything else. And they're not going to be spending a lot of time talking about themselves and how wonderful they are and how wonderfully they help people, you know, and those are some things that I think everybody ought to keep in mind. Yeah, beautiful. Um, why do you think most people live in their comfort zone? You know, they get they get into a nice pocket, even if even if they have a successful business and they just stay there. And do you think they should get out of it? How do you help them get out of it? You know, that's a great question. I think people live in their comfort zone because um, there's a part of every human being that um, Steve Pressfield calls resistance. Have you heard of Steve Pressfield in his book, The War of Art? Yes. So resistance is that part of you that is absolutely determined to slay your ambitions and your dreams. Resistance is insidious. It's going to try to knock you out, uh, out of the game in any way that it can. And you are never going to be rid of resistance. When you get up every morning, the battle against resistance begins anew. So you need to understand that. And that's what keeps you in your comfort zone, right? So if you push back against resistance and you behave like a pro, you're going to do what you need to do, whether you feel like it or not, 
you know, whether it's a good day to do it or not, you're just going to get to work, right? Because pros get to work. They don't care what the weather's like. They don't care how they feel. They just get to work. And that's the attitude of someone who wins in life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you need to be someone who's going to do what you need to do. So if I may just share a brief story, I had a young man come to me a few years ago. He was a personal fitness trainer and he wanted to do better, but he had two big problems. One is he was naturally lazy. And the other one was that he really wasn't much of a businessman. He was a good fellow. You met him, you would want to help him out. You'd want him to win. You'd want to be friends with him. And he wanted to help everybody. But he had seven clients as a personal fitness trainer in the city of Toronto. Toronto was like the New York City of Canada. And if you know anything about the cost of living in New York City, you know, the cost of living in Toronto is very high as well. He was making $1,200, $1,300 a month. Not enough to live. So when he when he came to me, this, this fellow really just, he needed a kick in the pants. So I gave him that kick in the pants. And I said to him, okay, man, let's grow your business. Who do you help? And he's like, oh, man, I can help anybody, bro. And I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't work, man. Who do you help? No, really, I can help anybody. I can help them lose weight. I can help them get strong. I can help them do contests. I'm like, oh, my God. So anybody with a wallet and a pulse, pal? And he goes, ha, good one. Yeah, I guess so. I'm like, no, nope, 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 nope. Narrow your focus. He goes, okay, I got it. My dad's a doctor. Love my dad. Doctors make a lot of money. Doctors. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's not a great message, buddy. I love my dad. Doctors make a lot of money. Not a great message. Didn't work for him. I said, we got to fix this message. He goes, okay, okay, narrow some more. Okay, cardiologists, they make more money than doctors. I'm like, oh my God, you're not getting it, pal. Cardiologists didn't work either. All of a sudden, the good Lord, through, through his devices, sent this fellow a Paralympian, a man who had a missing leg since childhood through a, an accident. And the two of them hit it off. He helped this guy get really strong and go uh, back to competition and win some medals. And he came to me and he goes, Nikki, oh my God, man, I'm getting it. I'm getting it, man. I, I was just thinking of the money. Now I'm like, I love working with this man. Um, I'm going to work with people with missing limbs, you know, because I, I want to I wanna be fulfilled in this way. And I'm like, sounds great. Go for it. Bro, in six weeks, he signed up 400 clients. Six weeks, 400 clients. He added not one zero, but two zeros to his monthly income. He went from 12, 1300 a month to over a hundred thousand dollars a month. He could no longer do one-on-one -on -one clients. He had to, you know, grow an infrastructure to deliver it differently. And why did he win? Well, first of all, he stopped focusing on the money and he started mm -hmm. focusing on helping human beings and making a difference and being of service. And secondly, he picked a really good group because all the other trainers thought, Missing limbs, can't work out. Forget about it. He knew better. He said, missing limbs can work out. And this could completely transform their life. And it did. The message landed because the message wasn't just you're going to get strong and fit. The message was you're just as good as anybody who's able-bodied. Put Great yourself story. in the shoes of someone with missing limbs, brother. That would be a powerful message, right? Yeah. 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 Story. Great story. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that by all means. Um, so it, it's interesting you told that story because my next question was about money and it related to one of the things I read on your bio was that you talk about how people can add 20 to a hundred thousand dollars to their income in the next year. Um, 
you already sort of told one story about that, but like maybe you could speak to our audience a bit. And just for the record, our audience mostly is architects, designers, and then some contractors. And then we do have a periphery of uh, just entrepreneurs and other businesses. Um, how do you recommend people, if, if that's one of their things, to try to attain that? Everybody could use another 20K. Obviously, everybody could use another 100K. Um, how can they do that? Well, I think kind of like this young man that I told you about, the first thing they ought to do is stop identifying themselves as an architect or a designer and start identifying themselves as someone who assists a particular group of people with a very particular set of problems that architecture and design solves. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know. Uh, let's just say, um, and I'm making this up, okay, on the fly here with you, but what if you said, I design, I design, uh, I design plazas. It's what I do. I design plazas. That's my whole deal. I design plazas. And I um, work with folks who have plazas that are 250,000 square feet to 10 million. And um, I specialize geographically in the, uh, in the Mountain West or in Southeast Florida or wherever. That's a good start in narrowing your focus. Then mm. people will go, oh, this fellow, this fellow helps people like me. I'm somebody who's looking to design a plaza in this size. I'm located in this region. Let me talk to him versus I'm just an architect. I'm just a designer. You know what I mean? And like in my business, people say, who do you help? Who do you help? Well, I help two groups of people. One is I help, you know, service-based entrepreneurs, folks who are like mostly solopreneurish with maybe one, two, three, four staff at the most, kind of under a half a million in, in sales. I'm really good at helping those people add a zero or two zeros to their business. I'm super good at that. And those folks, a lot of them, you know, they're struggling, they're working hard, they're burning out. They make good money, but they don't make amazing money. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And they want to make amazing money. Like that's yeah. their whole deal. So I go, dude, let's add a zero to that, to that to income of yours, right? You're making 200 K a year. Let's make it 2 million five. Now that got their attention, right? 2 million five. That's amazing money compared to $250,000, right? And yeah. so those folks would be super, super interested in speaking to someone like me and my clients. I teach them to think the same way. You don't want to be telling people, you know, I I'm, I'm a coach, I'm an architect, I'm a realtor, whatever that, that, that doesn't speak to the pain that these people have speak to the pain that these people have speak to the problem that they're doing, uh, that they're dealing with. You know, if, if you right now in your business say, let's say, I'm just going to make this up and say you're making a quarter million dollars a year in your business, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know, you're somebody who's like, you're growing, but you're not exploding. You know what I mean? You're growing. You, you add like 15, 20% a year to your, to your income. That's amazing, right? That's super califragilistic. Amazing. We love that, that that's happening. That is what we want for you, but you want to make a million and you're like coming to me, Nikki, I don't know how to get to a million. I know how to get to 275 300 i want to get to a million if i come to you and i go well what's it like not being able to get to a million and you go oh man it sucks you know i, I can't buy my dream home uh i'm frustrated you know um uh, and i'd say hey are you in a relationship and you go yeah i'm in a relationship you know is this causing any financial uh, uh issues coming up in your relationship you go yeah once in a while we fight about it it ain't great and then i go are you stressed out you go well, sometimes my mind's going i can't sleep you know or uh, I, I can't, I'm not working out the way that I used to. So my energy's low. 
and my self-concept, my belief in myself, it's dropped a little bit. And I listen to all of those and I'll go, wow, man, that all sucks. So, you know, the next thing I'd ask you is how much longer are you, you know, prepared to allow this situation to persist? If I've done a good enough job in having that discussion with you, you're going to go, I'm done with this, man. Let's do something about it right now. And then in the conversation, I will say to you, okay, let's solve this problem right now. Here's how we solve it. And I'll give you a brief rundown of how I help people solve it. I'm not going to go into super amounts of detail. When I go, we're going to do this. We're going to help you nail your message. We're going to help you nail your target market. I'm going to kick your butt and make sure that you're speaking to at least 20 prospects a month, minimum, minimum, bare minimum. And over, uh, you know, over the next 18 months, you should be hitting your targets. And then I'm going to say, are you ready to solve the problem? I'm not going to say, are you ready to buy my program? Never say, are you ready to buy my program? They don't care about your program. They don't want to know about your program. They want to know if you can help them. And then I'll ask you if you're ready to solve your problem. And if you say you are, I'm going to say, then here's how we do it. Here's the investment. These are a MasterCard. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you speak to people that way, then those people are going to go, okay, if I have this problem and I trust this guy, he seems like he knows what he's talking about, then I'm going to go with him. The only reason they wouldn't go with you is either they're really scared, they don't believe they can do it, or they still don't believe you're the, the guy. And your job is to ask enough questions to get clear on whether it's fear about themselves or whether it's still on some uncertainty about you. And what's your job in a sales conversation, any conversation? Provide people with clarity about what they're dealing with. Provide people with certainty that it's solvable and provide people with caring that you're a person who cares and is going to help them out. Clarity, certainty, caring, three C's, they'll lead you to victory. That's how you can add twenty dollars to $100,000 to your business ASAP. Yeah, yeah. I fully agree with that, especially niching down and focusing, and then you become the trusted advisor for that specific thing or service that you're that you're tackling for folks and then you can command higher fees especially if you're in a service business uh well so eventually you would get to the sales part right and that's one question i want to ask you is because you know that you already sort of used this phrase one time and it was uh, commission breath so how, how do you sell or how do you recommend selling without coming off as salesy well number one is i take all the focus off myself, even before I have a call with somebody. And I just, let's say I was going to have a call with you, Lance. I would just um, take all the focus off me, you know, whether I need a sale, want a sale, whatever the heck is all that crap that, you know, can get in our heads. I just pull it all out. And I just like, I close my eyes I say a little prayer and I focus on you. And I just say, Lord, here's Lance psycho. And um, Lord, Please allow me the opportunity to be of service to this man. And um, I'm just going to like visualize that we're going to have a great conversation. That conversation is going to go beautifully well. And I'm also going to then visualize that we're, we're going to connect. And then I'm going to get to be of service to you. I, I'm not going to visualize I get the sale. I'm going to visualize that we connect. I get to be of service to you. And it's going to be a great conversation. And when I'm done with that, I'll jump on the call. I'll spend a few minutes getting connected with you. I'll spend a few minutes making sure there's some rapport between us. Find something about uh, you that, you know, I admire, I like, and I'll focus on that. So you told me, for example, you love the Second Amendment. I love the Second Amendment. We'll spend a couple minutes talking about the Second Amendment. That, that way we'll bond, you know what I mean? Once the bonding is done, 
then I transition into the conversation. And you don't spend like a ton of time on the bonding conversation, right? Because after all, it's a business conversation, not a, not not you know a social conversation. Social conversations are cool, but business is business. You know, bond and then move to the business conversation. And all I do is I'm looking to get super curious with you. Another C, curious. What is it that isn't working? And I just dig and dig and dig. What's not working? Why is it not working? And I do everything in my power to make sure I'm clear on what's not working and you're clear on what's not working. Because quite often, the person sitting in front of you thinks they know what's not working, but they really aren't 100% clear. They know it's not working and they think they know it, but what really isn't working isn't what they think is not working. You know what I'm saying? They I might do. tell you, well, I just, I just need more leads. I just need more leads. That's all. So I need more leads. Okay, that may be true. Maybe they, more, they need more leads. But maybe there's a reason why they're not getting leads, right? And what's mm -hmm. really not working isn't just that they need more leads. It's that they haven't clarified their message. That's why they're not getting the leads, right? Maybe their message is, sucks. You know, technical term sucks, right? It's the mail message and all that jazz. And my job is to help them and me get clear. And then I got to help them and me get clear on the emotional consequences of inaction. And then really at that part, it becomes a simple decision that they need to make. Are they ready to be done with these consequences? If they're ready to be done with these consequences, we're going to do business. If they're not ready to be done with these consequences, we're not going to do business. And an undisturbed prospect will not buy. An undisturbed prospect will not buy. And what do I mean by that? I mean a prospect that isn't clear on the pain, how bad it is, and why it's intolerable for it to continue. If those, if that trinity isn't clear in their mind, they're not going to buy. Yeah. And your job is to make sure that's clear in their mind. Yeah. I really like that you are focusing on something else besides sales, and then sales just becomes a part of that after you're after you're focusing on the right things. Very, very good. Um, we're coming up on the half hour here, Nikki, and I've got two questions that I ask everybody. And the first one is knowing what you know now, and if you can go back in time to when you first started your business, what is one piece of advice you give your former self? That's a great question. I I, I tell me to um, to start doing what I'm doing sooner. I just say get in front of people have more conversations, serve more people. Don't worry about all the stuff you're afraid of. Just go, 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 get in front of people, build relationships. That's how you'll grow your business. That's how you'll be able to have more enrollments. Just focus on that. And I was just so in my head about so much back then. You know what I mean? And a lot of people are. One of the reasons I go on podcasts is because there's a lot of people, like you said, they've been dealing with the after effects of the lockdowns and with, you know, inflation, just inflation in Canada, we call it just mm -hmm. inflation mm -hmm. in the US, the Biden inflation, mm -hmm. all that is just, it's, it's, it's scaring people. And I go on podcasts to help people believe in themselves because you got to believe, you got to believe if you don't have the belief, you're not going to be successful. And my objective and coming in every show is to help people grab onto some belief. And if they don't have enough of their own belief, they can borrow some of mine for a while. Beautiful. I love that. Nikki, this has been fantastic. We really thank you for your time. Um, where can people find and follow you if they want to learn more about what you do? Um, so any social media outlet that you're on will probably have me on. Just look up Nikki Billu. But if you're a business owner of any sort who's stuck, then I offer something I call a success call. 
and the link to book one of those is ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. That's ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. You know, I've got a, a, a screening questionnaire in there just to make sure they're a serious business person. I ask them to fill that out. Once they fill that out, pick a time, get on my calendar, and let's have a wonderful conversation. Beautiful. Thanks again so much. We wish you all the best up there in Canada and hope you guys um, move it back towards the needle of freedom. And God bless. Appreciate your time. We're working on it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. God bless you too, brother.